You're listening to the Buildify Method Podcast, where we're all about mindset, systems, and profit. As a nationally recognized business consultant, coach, and speaker, your host, Aaron Keith, is passionate about supporting the entrepreneur community by sharing his knowledge gained from coaching over 10,000 entrepreneurs in nearly 20 years, companies ranging from billion-dollar enterprises and celebrities all the way to Main Street and small startups. Each Buildisode's blunt, no-bullshit conversation is led by Aaron along with his co-host, Ryan Coyne, a veteran tech consultant and nationally recognized speaker. Each week, Aaron and Ryan deconstruct mental and physical aspects of the topics that challenge all successful entrepreneurs, while also providing coaching, insight, and specific advice on distinctions that affect all growth-minded entrepreneurs. So listen up. It's time to work on your business, not just in your business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Buildify Method podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing scheduling and task management. The reason we wanted to talk about scheduling and task management is for most entrepreneurs and business owners, even CEOs, that their schedule, your tasks, your projects become one of the largest pillars that impede or give life to your performance as a business owner and entrepreneur. And it's one of those things where there's lots of technology questions, um, there's lots of different approaches. And so we really want to bring that up today and, and discuss uh, scheduling and task management. I have with me Ryan Coyne, a close friend, IT guru. Ryan, say hello. Hello. All right. So Ryan, why don't you kick us off with uh, some some topics here and let's, let's dive in. All right. So talking about scheduling and managing tasks and projects can definitely be the cornerstone if not among the highest pieces of any successful entrepreneur's ability to perform at a high level, Aaron, you taught me that. And I see that day-to-day proven based on people who use a system and don't use a system. If you trust your own brain, that doesn't go well. Everybody knows that. And it gets worse as you get more successful because as you get more successful, you have more balls in the air. So we find that using something that grounds all of that, ties it all together and brings consistency and accessibility, no matter where you are, what you're doing and who you're working with, that you're working from a common framework, a common list, you have due dates and prioritization assigned to these different things, makes a tremendous amount of difference. Correct. So then let's dive in first with calendars. So one of the first topics that I really wanted to bring up with everybody is your actual calendar. So whether you're using Microsoft Outlook or you're using uh, iCal, the platform we'll kind of get into later in the podcast. The, the first thing we really wanted to start with is the structure, the structure behind that calendar. So I want to get into how to set up a really, really effective calendar. So a couple of things that everyone wants to consider. I would say that your calendar should contain all the things in your life that matter to you. If it matters to you, it probably requires some degree of time, whether that's date night with your significant other, whether that is just chill time by yourself where you're getting a little, little me time in, whether that's your workouts, all the things in your life that matter to you, if you can create time and space for that, it 
supports your ability to perform at the highest level possible in all the different areas of life that matter to you. So if you really take that on as how you relate to your calendar, you'll, for many of you, it'll have a, it'll change that relationship to our calendar. Said another way, I think a lot of entrepreneurs that I come across, their relationship to their calendar is not so empowering. And this gives them the ability to have a much more empowering relationship. And that relationship allows them to follow that calendar at a much higher level, which creates the workability and the success. Right. And one of the ways that we see a very shallow relationship between an entrepreneur and their calendar is by just throwing things on there. I myself use color-coded uh, different labels for different kinds of calendar events. For example, I use purple for things that I am going to be doing with my significant other. Yellow is phone calls. Red is places I have to be. Blue is stuff for the kids. You have to have some kind of method to the madness or else it's just a bunch of stuff and another list. And a calendar is not supposed to just be a list. It's supposed to be an at-a-glance way that you're going to be spending your time. And mentally, you have to know if there's a balance. You have to know if that means you're going to be traveling more that day, if it's going to be a phone-heavy day, if it's going to be a personal day. You know, Having just a calendar is not enough. There has to be some semblance of organization and you know, uh, the tagging, if you will. Correct. Yeah, yeah I, I do the same as you, Ryan. I, I have a lot of different colors that represent the things in my life so that when I see them, I know how to relate to that section of my calendar or I know how to relate to the, the, the day ahead. So a couple, I'd say a couple things to earmark as you're going about setting up this ideal calendar for yourself. I'd say the first thing you want to do is make sure that all of your big rocks, right? The big stuff is in there first and be careful with the pitfall of trying to set up the perfect calendar, the perfect, you know, the very first go at this, a perfect calendar is one that you're going to follow. And that actually works for the flow of your day and the flow of your week. So you're going to have to jam everything in there and then actually do it and see how well it works for you. So perfection is going to come from, about a month of having followed or sort of followed this calendar. So it's not something that's going to happen at the first go. So just understand that's part of the process. I would get all of my business stuff in there. So all your reoccurring meetings, all your main reoccurring tasks that need to happen daily, weekly, and monthly, get all that business stuff in your calendar, then go back and start to layer in all the personal stuff in the calendar. And then any miscellaneous stuff, travel, vacations, anniversaries, get all that stuff in the calendar. Once it's in there, you can start moving things around till you visually like how you think it's going to flow and how it's going to function. And at that point, it's execution time. You need to go through a solid week of truly honoring and sticking to that calendar exactly like it tells you to do. And at that point, you'll start to be able to see what worked for you and what doesn't. You can make adjustments. Right. And that extends all the way to aspects of your routine. For example, you know, we all say we need to make more time for X, whether that's going to the gym, whether it's meditating, whether it is that family time and personal time, whether it is, you know, working on that hobby project that has taken you so long, but that you're so excited for how you're going to feel when you complete if you don't make the time for it by putting it on your schedule, it's less likely that you're just going to 
arbitrarily feel like, oh, you know what's a good thing to do with this free time right now? You know, so even having reminders built in uh, and re- recurring in different kinds of ways, you can make sure that you have time for those things. That's also very important. Yeah, I would. One thing I would add to that is, you know, mindset is a very big part of this conversation, and we're going to touch on it at different points uh, through today. What ultimately has an entrepreneur, or business owner, following their calendar and having that calendar support the results that they're trying to produce in life, is, I would say, it's that routine, like you mentioned, Ryan. You know, when you start to find that that rhythm in your calendar, it becomes a routine. That is the goal of the calendar is that it's routine based. Like when we wake up in the morning, you don't have to think about, I need to brush my teeth. Oh, I need to take a shower. Oh, I need to feed the cat. It's your routine. You just do it with your eyes closed. You want your calendar to be the same way. You want all those big rocks, those main things that support your life to feel like and occur like a routine. It's just what you do. You almost know it so well, you don't even have to stare at that calendar to some degree. Once something moves from a, from a calendar item that you have to look at into the phase of, oh my gosh, I'm operating in a routine, that's when you're really efficient. The efficiency is kicking in at that level. Mm. So that's one of the high points. That's, that's one of the places to strive to get your calendar where it's just very routine based. Yeah, now, no, that's an excellent point. And I, I also, you know, find that it's very important to choose something that's going to be with you at all times. I mean, for most of us, of course, that's our phone, but you want to make sure that you're using something that is synchronizing with your phone so that wherever you are, you have the ability to keep that relationship going with this list as you have things occur to you to add to it, of course. Yeah. So let's talk about the relationship then from to-do lists and calendars. So I would say that your calendar and your to-do list are heads and tails of the same coin. You cannot separate the two. They, they have to go in unison and in, in, in lockstep. So to-do lists, when you're building a to-do list, um, I would say there's two absolutely critical items that have to exist for your to-do list to be efficient and effective. So one, everything on your to-do list has to have a priority level. Many of us use just a very simple priority level, one, two, or three. One is something along the lines of this needs to get done today. Two is usually something that needs to get done within the week. Three, it could be get it can get done next year. This is an opportunity for you to dump things onto a list so your brain stays clear and you get to stay present. Right? The human brain is really good at, at computing things. It's not so great at m- remembering things. This is why we love technology so much. So your to-do list is that place to absolutely dump everything in the brain and organize it. You know, Is this something that I need to get done immediately? Is this something that needs to get done relatively soon like this week? Or is this something I just need to get out of my head and put priority level three next to so that sometime down the road I can revisit and it may become a priority and I can move it up the scale. But that way it keeps your brain nice and clear. So that way you can focus and you can manage other information that's more of a priority level. Yeah. And we also see that that's something that has an added value of being a de-stressor. You know, we have so many things that cause us stress in the entrepreneurial world that by grounding all of these things that are floating around in your mental to-do list on a physical one can make them tangible and give your brain a different kind of relationship to all of these things instead of feeling so anxious 
that you have to keep track of all of them only mentally and result in you feeling like you're able to attack them with higher efficiency. Right. Absolutely. Now, another point that I just want to put in here, and then we're going to start to move more into the technology side of this, is um, I would say projects. A lot of my clients, they're managing to-dos and they're managing projects all on the same list, so to speak. And I would recommend to everybody that, again, if you're going for performance, you really want to have you, your staff, um, really separate that out. Your project list needs to be separate for a very specific reason. A project is something that's going to take many different occasions or opportunities to interact with. So a project might take a week or several months or even a year. So when you're setting a priority level, when you're setting by when dates, it's very, very different. Obviously, your to-do list is generally a one-off item, something that you do and it's one and done, and which is going to move us into the relationship between a to-do list, a project list, and an actual calendar. So I'm going to use some different vernacular here that you may not have heard before or just not used to hearing around this topic. I would say, I'm going to try to be very clear about this. Your to-do list is not actually what you think your to-do list is. Your actual list of things to do is a one day, someday, I'm eventually going to get around to doing it list. The real to-do list is your calendar. Your calendar tells you exactly what needs to be done and how much time and space is required to do the task. So the way we teach people to really become effective with their to-do lists and their calendars and their projects is you put everything on your project list and your to-do list. You put the priority level, you put by when date. And when you're ready, when you're actually committed to doing that thing, everything moves from the to-do list and you place it into the calendar. So said another way, anything on your to-do list that's a priority level one must show up somewhere in your calendar where you're actually going to do it. You do not want to work off a to-do list. Your to-do list is a capture tool. It's a place to organize things. Once you've organized things and you've become clear on what needs to be done and when, you move it into the calendar. So when you're working off your calendar all day and all week, that is actually the real to-do now list. Yeah, precisely. Of course. So then I'm going to turn the microphone over here to, to Ryan. You know, a, a lot of people ask, you know, what's the best to-do list app? You know, what's, what's the best technology to help me manage all this stuff is there's forever changing technology around calendars, around to-do lists, and it's constantly getting more, you know, more important for us to find the technology that we're going to be using. So us, our staff, our friends, our family, our loved ones, everyone's organized and can keep moving in the right direction. So Ryan, what's the best to-do list app? So that's a great question that I get asked really frequently, alarmingly frequently, which makes me wonder how many people are using one in the first place, which is one of the reasons we're, we're doing this right now. Um, my answer to that starts at a high level in a photography analogy that the best camera is the one that you happen to have with you. And that a philosophy also applies to to-do list and to lots of other different kinds of apps for different purposes. The best one is the one that you will actually use. So you can get into granular feature sets, you can get into integration, synchronization, uh, ease of use, all different kinds of things. But 
the best one is the one that you will actually decide to stick with, kind of like diets or anything else, right? Whatever works for you. Now, that being said, trying several of them and spending time with several of them, uh, deciding which one keeps you coming back to it is often the best way to decide. Now, for an out-and-out recommendation, for the sake of a recommendation, you have certain to-do list apps like Wonderlist, uh, like Google Keep, Evernote, um, that are fantastic and do one thing well. You know, Evernote a little more so and Google Keep a little more so because they're more flexible with the kinds of things you can add to them as a to-do. But if you're looking for something that is more of a, uh, an ecosystem or a platform, uh, the best one in my mind is called Endtask. That's one that synchronizes with your entire calendar and has a to-do list component and is designed for team collaboration. So if you're more of an individual, a sole proprietor kind of entrepreneur, uh, then you might want to start out with something like Wonderlist or like Google Keep that have free tiers and integrate and synchronize with your existing either Exchange or G Suite calendars um, or iCal if you're somebody who's really Apple-focused. But really, I would recommend Wonderlist as a great starting point. It's very attractive. It's very easy to use. It has satisfying animations, synchronizes with everything. They have paid tiers that offer additional kinds of features. All of them really do reminders, which is one of the biggest things, is something that will nag you a little bit purposefully to come back and to give attention to these things that you set an intent for some kind of due date or some kind of next action. And then for people who are really bought into Office 365 or set up with Exchange, I like Microsoft Planner. It's something that Microsoft doesn't advertise and doesn't really give any extra love to as far as exposure. But Microsoft Planner is wonderful. It's basically like they took all the best features of a standard to-do list app, mashed it up with Trello, and built it into the Office 365 platform. So it's got like a a very post-it note kind of feel where each one that you click on on a board gives you the ability to add comments and checklists and you know, due dates and uh, completion status and even assign yourself or team members if you're working on a team. So I'd put it at Endtask, Wonderlists, and then Microsoft Planner if you were looking for a top three from me. That's awesome. That's great. So I want to leave you all with some homework. You know, uh, we want, Ryan and I are very committed that these podcasts are giving you not just valuable information that's going to improve your performance and effectiveness as an entrepreneur and a business owner, but also some real actionable takeaways. So here's some of the actual takeaways that we thought of for today. One, make sure that you commit to yourself that you're going to sit down in the next couple of days and absolutely build out that ideal calendar that contains everything that supports you in the areas of life that matter to you. Second, get your to-do list and your project list updated. Get priority levels, get by when dates, and make sure there's a time in your calendar where you're revisiting when I'm looking at my to-do list, when am I looking at my project list, and updating the integrity of that list. Are things complete? Get them off there. Do things need to change? Do I need to change the priority uh, level on some of these? Great, let's do that. So the integrity of that list has to be managed throughout the week. And you need days and times in your calendar that's doing that. And then remember, this is the probably one of the largest takeaways that I want to save for the end. 
your calendar is the boss. It tells you what to do. Your job is to be the, uh, the employee of that calendar. If it tells you that you're supposed to do emails from 8 to 8.30, then that's what you do. If it tells you that you're supposed to work on your finances from 11 to 12.30, then that's what you do. People who are highly effective human beings have removed the emotion from their calendar. It has nothing to do with if they feel like doing finances. Their calendar says they do finances, they do finances. Their calendar says they go to the gym, they go to the gym. By really relinquishing that resistance and just following that calendar, you become someone who is operating efficiently and effectively and you're having the life that you want because everything that you want, you built into that calendar. And Aaron, that's not something that's easy to do objectively, right? It's something that you do have to have intent and mindset toward achieving, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it does take time to develop that. But do know that that is, that is part of the goal, right? It's not just about having this ideal looking calendar. It's like what you said, the best kind of calendar is the calendar that you actually follow. So part of this is setting it up and giving your word, right? Having integrity around the calendar is what ultimately makes the calendar work. And yeah, that's, that's part of the goal is to develop that mindset. You know, most of us who are entrepreneurs, business owners, we got into business because we don't want someone telling us what to do. Right. And anything worth having takes work. It does relationships, a healthy body. It all takes work. And if you're someone who's committed to operating at a really high level as an entrepreneur, then one of the things that you'll have to do is really understand that your calendar is the boss. And if you allow it to guide you, you will have the things in your life that matter. Because remember, when you sit down and you design that calendar, you're designing it from a very conscious, very aware place. You're not just willy nilly, like throwing some stuff on there like a lot of people do. You're going to sit back and really ask yourself, what are my priorities? What are my goals? What am I committed to this year? What are my goals this year? And from that very conscious, awake, aware place, you're laying down the tasks, the reoccurring items that really are going to set you up to have what you want. So then when you wake up on Monday and you have your feelings, your emotions, like we all do, you can either honor those feelings and emotions, say, oh, I want to hit the snooze button, or you follow the calendar. And over time, you start to build a pattern that when I follow my calendar, my life works. And that reinforcement adds to your ability to just follow your calendar and trust your calendar. Absolutely. And for the majority of people who will listen to this and the majority of people that we know that if they are being completely authentic, they will admit that probably far too often they are either told by somebody else or feel coming from within that they are not doing a good enough job of time management and adhering to the priorities that exist around them, whether or not they're tangible and written down someplace um, and having feeling a struggle, feeling a conscious, you know, weight on them from not having all of these things you know, somewhat segmented throughout their day in a way that makes sense, in a way that 
allows them to apply their time in, in a way that makes them feel like they're achieving things in some semblance of an order. Mm-hmm. This is for you. This is for you to not feel that way. This is for you to not be accused of not you know, exercising good time management and good judgment with how you spend your time. Uh, this is, this is for you. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, again, thank you for joining the build a fine method podcast today. Um, this was all about task management and calendaring. If you have any questions, you have any comments, please contact us. Ryan and I are always here to, uh, to field some questions and hopefully build them into the next podcast. So everyone, thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, everybody.